Welcome to The Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get where you want to go. Whether you are in your car, folding laundry, cooking, cleaning, or maybe even just enjoying a cup of coffee and a few minutes of quiet, we're so glad you're joining us today. Here's your host, wife, mom of six kids, foster mom, entrepreneur, and author, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of The Crystal Payne Show. Today, Jesse and I have a lot of different updates to give you, and we're going to talk about how loving is worth the risk. To love is to risk, but it's worth the risk. I feel really weird right now because I don't have headphones on. I always record the podcast with headphones, but something weird happened with the headphones. And so Jesse's on the side that has the headphones and I don't have any headphones. So I'm like, does this sound okay? I don't know. This is weird, Jesse, but I'm just going to trust you. Okay. So we have been traveling and we've been in the midst of back to school and uh, lots of baseball tryouts for Silas. Caitlin starting soccer. Caitlin starting her senior year in the process of David starting preschool and all of the details of getting him switched from the program that he was in, which was just providing four therapies a week to then what's looking like it's going to be four days a week, three hours a day preschool through the public school systems. There's just been a lot with getting that all taken care of. And then Catherine leaving for college. Yep. It's like She's starting her freshman year. Freshman year of college. And did we talk about, I'm trying to think of if last time we talked about buying the house, I don't even remember. It feels like it's been so long since we've sat down and done a podcast together. I think I say that every single time, but two weeks, mm-hmm. it's actually been three weeks because we did um, back-to-back interview episodes, which we don't usually do. We usually do an episode with you and I, and then an interview and then an episode with you and I, we, we vary it, but we were out of town last week on our annual lake vacation with all of my extended family. Mm-hmm. We always go to this resort, which I think is a pretty glorified <laughs> word <Loose> term. <laughs> for where we stay. These cabins are pretty rustic uh, in my definition, Um, but it's a beautiful lake and it's right on the lake and we can go down to the dock and my dad rents boats and it's this year, everyone was able to come, but my uh, younger brother, Nathaniel and his wife and three kids. And so there were, how many people were there? Was it 32? I, I didn't count. I'm sure my mom, my mom, if she listens to this, she will text me and let me know for sure. But I think it was something like 32 people because I have three brothers and three sisters and all of them, but one are married and have children. And I think there were 18 grandchildren there. So, um, I trust you. I had to count on the picture twice and then (laughs) multiple people wrote in to say, how many grandchildren did my, my parents have? And I did not know. I know my mom, she's the numbers guru and she's going to be very disappointed that I didn't know that off the top of my head. But then when we took a family picture with all of us, then I was able to count and then add in the three grandchildren that weren't there. So I think it's 21. So Jesse, it just feels like there's been a lot going on. Yes. A lot of opportunities to trust God. Silas, we talked about the baseball tryouts. How many tryouts did he do? Five, I think. Maybe then, more than that. 
depending on if you play. Well, then some of them callbacks. had callbacks. Yeah. And so he, I think he maybe had, had seven, seven tryouts total. And these were not, you know, five minute little kinds of situations. Nope. He's, he's going to 14 you. And so they are very intense tryouts. And so that's been kind of just an opportunity for us to really trust God and mm-hmm. pray with him and open up our hands and just really trust God for his direction for the future. And it's, it's kind of this roller coaster ride. It is, but it's also been really good for him. I've mm-hmm. really enjoyed seeing how he's responded to it. Mm-hmm. He's not stressed by it and he enjoys it. It's something, I mean, he enjoys playing baseball. It's extra baseball. You know, even if he doesn't make a team or it's extra practice, you know? Well, and he has seemed to really enjoy going to these. He he signed up for a few trials that he knew there was probably no way he would make the mm-hmm. team. But it was just kind of an opportunity to really stretch himself and push himself. And he came home just so excited about getting to play ball with people who are really good and kind of see how amazing the talent is out there. And I love that. And I was telling you, I think it was yesterday. I feel like this has been harder for me than it has been for him. And um, I'm reading this book right now, The Worry-Free Parent. And we had Sissy Goff on the podcast recently. And I just um, was challenged and convicted by, she was talking about how if things like baseball trials. I don't think she said that exact thing, but maybe mm-hmm. like a right. dance competition mm-hmm. or something. If it's harder on you than it is on your child, you know that probably you need to release some of it. And and I've just been really convicted about how I've kind mm-hmm. of been holding tightly on wanting him to really get a great offer and realizing, okay, I need to trust God that he's bigger than that. Mm-hmm. And that maybe there's something that I cannot foresee that, you know, maybe a great offer isn't what God has for him. And so it's just, it's been really good for me to recognize some unhealthy things in my life as a parent and to just really release it to the Lord. But I've had to do that over and over again over the past few weeks. I don't know. I don't know necessarily that that's unhealthy when you want the best for your child. It's just what I think when you hold too tightly to what you think is the best. That's true. Yes. And I think that that's, it's just brought to my kind of just made me recognize how, you know, I still, even though I've been able to release so much control as Mm -hmm. a parent, I still have that tendency very much. And that kind of, I want to write the storyline. Well, and a lot of times and what we're seeing is in some of these situations, we may think it's a really, really good opportunity. And yet God has closed that door. And then we learn later, oh, there's some rotten apples inside of this bucket of mm-hmm. apples that we didn't know about. And that would have really caused the experience not to be as enjoyable. I think the last two years, we have learned so much about the politics and the underbelly of travel baseball and just how that's, I feel like why we've approached the tryouts very differently this time and really prayed a lot for God to give some clear direction. Um, So we'll see. We'll see what he has. I've been reading a book called Don't Call Me Beautiful, which Jesse, you were like, I'm very intrigued by that title, Mm -hmm. but 
It's by Felicia Masonheimer, who we've had on the podcast before. We can link to her episode in the show notes. It was her first book that she wrote before she wrote the book, um, Every Woman a Theologian. I think that's right. I'm saying that off the top of my head. Um, And it's all about how there's so much of a tendency in the world to kind of, I would say, almost water down the beauty of the gospel and the depths of the good news by kind of having women's conferences that are just about, you're so beautiful and you're so, mm-hmm. you know, loved by God, which is true. But if we just kind of stay at this surface level, we're just giving people, like she talks about kind of these Instagram little squares, these beautifully positioned, you know, you have the steaming coffee mug and the Bible with the the color-coded markers and the tabs, and it's open to this verse that's underlined and the flowers in the background. It's like this perfection. And we're not getting into the nitty-gritty of real life where there's hard things and there's Mm -hmm. messy things. Some of that we're going to talk about today on the podcast and just how the gospel isn't just about these kind of pet phrases like, you're beautiful, you're loved. It's so much deeper and how when we can actually dig into that and cling to that and hold on to that, how much it's going to change our life and impact our life. And uh, it's been really good so far. I am sharing on Instagram little quotes every day um, that are just things that are meaningful to me. And so if you are interested, I'm the Money Saving Moment on Instagram, and I'll probably be sharing over the next week more quotes from that book. But again, that's Don't Call Me Beautiful by Felicia Masonheimer. Jesse, what are you reading right now? Well, since I deleted Instagram, I have a little bit more time on my hands. So I've actually got two books that I started. One was the most recent installment of the Brad Thor, Scott Harbath series, Deadfall. Uh, very good book so far. Um, about halfway through. And then I started a nonfiction book as well, because I generally want to have a nonfiction book going. It's a new thing on my reading um, journey. Uh, this one I started, it was called Three Felonies a Day by a man by the name of Harvey Silvergate, a uh, graduate from Harvard. Had a foreword by uh, Alan Dershowitz, which is fascinating, uh, really good. Uh, it's It's dense. But it's just about the concept of how the federal government and Congress is defining federal criminal statutes in a way that things are very up in the air and not as concrete as criminal statutes need to be. And he's giving examples of how people can unknowingly go ahead and and violate three three felony statutes a day and not even know it. Hmm. It doesn't really sound like my kind of book, I'm just going to say, but I'm glad you're enjoying it. No, it is fascinating. Sounds very much like your kind of book. I was thinking about what's saving my life, and I had a lot of things to choose from, but something fun that we've both been doing together, not every single day, but we've done it multiple days, that's been a really great thing, is we've been doing workouts together again. Mm -hmm. We're using the Mayhem athlete program is that mm-hmm. what it's called mm-hmm. on i think it's mayhemnation.com yep and it's from rich froning and his team and they have different levels of workouts and i had been doing the mayhem moms but 
I don't know, it was a few weeks ago. I was like, hey, Jesse, you want to do a workout with me? Mm-hmm. And so we've just been doing 10-minute workouts. We did one. 10 to 15. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're trying to push you a little bit more. I know. But we have been, I've just really been enjoying it. Because when you're down there working out with me, I push myself a lot harder. And it's just so much more fun than trying to work out by myself. Mm-hmm. When I, honestly, when I work out by myself, I'm like, meh, I think that was good enough. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know. Something is better than nothing, mm-hmm. but having a workout partner with me definitely ups the ante and it's just something fun for us to do together. And so, um, you know, I feel like we could easily say, well, there's just not time, mm-hmm. but saying we can do 10 minutes, mm-hmm. 10 minutes. And like the workout we did this morning was 200 meters of running Run. mm-hmm. and then uh, air, air squats. Air squats. I was like, I was going to say handstand push-ups. <laughs> it's no. not handstand push-ups. Uh, air squats. And so we would just switch off. The person who was doing the run would have to complete the run. And while you were running, the other person was doing the air squats. And as then many as you can do. As many as you could do. I found that I would do about 20 whenever you were running. Mm-hmm. You probably did more because I ran way slower than you. About 40. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing 40? I was not running that much slower than you. Mm-hmm. Must do them much faster. I'm, well, I was doing squats probably faster than you were. Yes. But anyway, so that's something that I feel like has not only been just a fun thing for our marriage, mm-hmm. but then also that we're prioritizing our health. And there's something about just getting in a hardcore workout, just 10 minutes, but that you really are working hard for 10 I minutes. Was drenched in sweat because you, it's, it's constant movement. You feel just really strong. And the rest of the day, mm-hmm. you felt this energy kind of coursing through you because you did that. We we just finished watching the CrossFit games and I just have to laugh because, you know, a 10, a 10 minute workout like we did would be like, I don't even know. Yeah, I was thinking about that. For them. Today. I look at the workouts that they're doing and I just think I, I can't even mm. imagine. But hey, Something is better than nothing, and well, so that's and, been a good thing. The thing about the very difference between the CrossFit Games and then what g- we generally do during the day is that shows you in the CrossFit Games what can be done and something to aspire to. You may not ever reach that level. There's definitely people that have that have started out where we are, and yet through perseverance have, have gotten there. Um, I mean, I could probably do like four 10-minute workouts in a day. <laughs> yeah. And when do you think about that's, I mean, and they're doing that, you know, four or five days in a row. They're just doing them about a thousand times harder, Mm -hmm. a thousand times harder than the ones that we're doing, but it's motivational, inspirational. And, you know, I think that something to inspire you, you can look at that and you can think, well, I can never do that. So I just won't even try. Or you can say, well, what can I do? Mm-hmm. And so doing a workout together has just been a fun thing that we've and been doing. What we've been doing is written as partner workouts too. And then sometimes whenever there is a workout that's just individual, we can modify it in a way that makes it a partner workout. Are you ready to turn your home into a sanctuary of productivity and inspiration? Look no further than HomeThreads, where functionality meets stylish organization. At HomeThreads.com, you'll discover furniture designed for the ambitious go-getter. 
From efficient workstations to chic storage solutions, they've got everything you need to make your home a hub of success. I got to order from HomeThreads and I think of them pretty much every single day because I have this beautiful tree that I ordered from them and this stand in my office and it just adds the perfect touch and I love it so much. If you'd like to order from HomeThreads, head over to homethreads.com forward slash crystal and get a code for 15% off your order. Because where your home supports your dreams, anything is possible. That's homethreads.com forward slash crystal to get 15% off. Homethreads, love where you live. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new-to-you styles. I got to try out Armoire and I was so impressed. I've tried a few other clothing rental services in the past few years and this one by far has been my favorite. Not only did I love taking the style quiz because it was really enlightening and insightful to me to figure out what my style is and it kind of helped me refine some things that I didn't realize before. I'm more of a classic style, by the way. But also, I was super impressed within what they curated for me to pick from for my case that they would send to me. And I have to tell you, So I got the armoire case in the mail, which is just a fancy way of saying the bag of clothes that they sent to me. And I have loved every single one. In fact, I'm wearing one pair of jeans that they sent me yesterday. I wore jeans and a sweater that they sent to me. And I have just been so surprised how they nailed my style, nailed my size, and have sent me clothes that I have loved. So they have so many different clothes to choose from, so many different styles and sizes. And I love that they're all very high quality. If you would like to try out Armoire. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit Armoire Style forward slash crystal. That's Armoire Style, A R M O I R E dot style slash crystal to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry what to wear again. Try Armoire today. So love is worth the risk. I've been thinking about this in a lot of areas of my life the last few months, but specifically, I think we talked a little bit about Champ, the little boy that we fostered in 2020 for eight and a half months who reunified with his mom and how we hadn't seen him for six months. And then um, we thought that they were going to be moving out of state And then his mom contacted us and asked if we could take him one weekend. And we had talked with her about the possibility of having kind of a goodbye visit. Mm -hmm. And so the way that the text was written, we assumed this was our goodbye visit. And so we were going to have him for Saturday and Sunday. This was right after Catherine's graduation. So right at the very beginning of summer. And we did all the things over those two days, kind of the things that we had wanted to do, wished we had done, took all the pictures, said all the goodbyes, cried all the tears, you know, and seeing each of our 
teenagers cuddled up with him and just weeping and just, you know, we were, they wanted me to take pictures with him and them just telling him kind of all the things he's three and a half. Now he was not quite three and a half then. And, you know, just the things that you're like, he probably won't remember this, but I still want to say Mm -hmm. this. And it was a lot harder for me than I had anticipated. Like I knew it was going to be hard, but saying goodbye, it just for a second time. Yes. Because we'd already said goodbye whenever he left and went back with his mom. And then there had been, you know, we'd gotten to continue that relationship, but then six months of him not coming over, I think you just, the reality of what goodbye actually meant. Mm -hmm. And we were so grateful to have those two days, but it gutted me. Like, and there were a lot of times just seeing the kids and seeing how hard it was for them, but how, how good it was, but also hard. Mm -hmm. There was just this part of me, like what, like, why did we step into this? This is, you know, we signed up for this. Why did we sign up for this? This is really messy and it hurts. And so we said all the goodbyes, cried all the tears. I just remember I buckled him into the car seat and I was just weeping. You, you know, I was just weeping and weeping and just telling him I can almost like start crying as I was, as I'm reliving it now, but just telling him like, I will love you forever. You know, I will like, I will always love you. And you're, you know, just like telling him all the things, but you didn't want to say things that weren't true that I couldn't have control over. I couldn't say like, you will always be safe. You know, I can't, I can't say those things, but I could tell him that I will always love him. And it was just, it was so hard. And you left and you drove away and you went to drop him off with his mom. And then you come back home And I don't remember exactly what you said when you stepped in the room, but you were like, so she asked if we could take him on Tuesdays and Thursdays and maybe some Saturdays and Sundays uh, for the next four weeks before they move. And I just like, uh, there was part of me that I felt so many emotions in that moment because we just had worked up kind of the courage to say goodbye. And it was Mm -hmm. so hard and it was just this really heart-wrenching sort of experience. And yet there's also this happiness of like, oh, we get to see him somewhere. That's wonderful. But also then we're going to have to say goodbye again. Mm -hmm. And it just, I remember, so then the next day, the kids were already asleep because it was late at night. He gets dropped off at 11 after his mom's shift is done. And I remember the next morning then telling each of the kids, so actually... Yesterday wasn't goodbye. And one of them said to me, it's really hard for me to think of stepping back into this because it just feels like my heart's going to get ripped out again. Because goodbyes are brutal, Mm -hmm. especially when it's a situation where you don't have any control. Mm -hmm. Like you don't know. You have no control over the future. You don't know if you will ever see him again, ever hear from again, if he, mm-hmm. if he's going to be safe, if he's going to be okay. Like there's so many what ifs and unknowns specifically in this situation because of a lot of the context of the situation. Right. And I told that child, I said, I feel the same way, honestly. Like there's a part of me that just wants to protect my heart. Mm-hmm. 
Like it would just be safer to be like, no, actually we can't. We already said goodbye and right. we're just, we got to move on. But I know I have to think about what is best for him. Mm-hmm. And he was so excited oh. to see us after six months, like just running to you and just squealing with delight. And when you pulled into our neighborhood, he just started screaming and he got so excited. Like he recognized our neighborhood and he came to our house and he was just running around just so excited. And it just, you know, you realize like he has really strong bonds with us. And for us to shut that off, that opportunity, just because it would be safer. Mm-hmm that's not loving him well. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is, so we said yes to those four weeks and we knew it was going to be a lot. And it was funny because I think we even said on the podcast about, we just make it through the graduation and then things are going to slow down. <laughs> and then we added in an extra three-year-old for 20 to 40 hours a week. And he is a three-year-old with a lot of energy. A lot of energy. <laughs> and so from... 2.30 p.m. to 11 when we would take him, you can't really, you know, it's it's all hands on deck yep. for us to just really watch all four little ones. And, but we're like, we can do this. We can do this for, you know, four weeks. We can do this. And then at the end of the four weeks, she told you that. They're not moving. They were, their move had been postponed mm-hmm. indefinitely. And due to some things that had happened, in their childcare situation, she was really needing some extra support from us. And so it was just, you know, you just have to laugh because it's been such a roller coaster. And it's still, you know, it's the thing of like, we don't know what the future holds. Right. We, there are so many what ifs, so many unknowns. And, you know, some days it's really hard because do you think like, well, what if we have to say goodbye again? Mm-hmm. What if today is the last time? What if our lives are not going to be intersecting and intertwined later on? You know, I don't know. And there's times when I want to protect my heart, but opening up my hands and my heart and just saying, I will love you with my whole heart, always and ever, it's a risk. Mm-hmm. And yet that's truly what love is to love is to risk. To love is to step into someone else's life and say, even when it's hard and when it's messy, I choose love. And so I think in this situation, I just have to keep going back to, okay, focusing on today, savoring today, being grateful for today, for this moment, for the opportunity to continue to be in his life and just trusting God for the future and choosing to savor the here and now. But I've been thinking how this applies to so many different situations. It applies in friendships. I think it can be so easy for maybe, I know I've been hurt in friendships before, and there have been different situations where someone was disloyal or the friendship didn't turn out at all like I had hoped and you know someone walked away. And um, I you know, have made poor choices and I know I've hurt people in friendships as well. And, but I think there's just that desire, then you want to just protect your heart. Be like, okay, I'm just not going to reach out anymore. I'm just going to hold everybody at arm's length because that's safer. 
in our marriage mm-hmm. to want to just kind of give up or walk away when it gets hard and, or to not be vulnerable, to not, mm-hmm. to just kind of protect our hearts by, I'm not going to share all of my heart or in our parenting, like parenting kids. It's, it's a vulnerable thing to really step into it and just love them wholeheartedly and know that, you know, I think of with having Catherine, she's, you know, we're on the cusp of her flying away in a sense. And to just think of, it would be easier to just kind of, well, I'm just going to hold her at arm's length a little bit here so that it's not so hard to say goodbye. And yet it's so important even in those kind of situations to step back and think I need to live in the moment because I don't know what the future holds. And you have, you know, God's giving us an opportunity to be an influence, be, uh, to be loved ourselves, not just to love him, but to show love and, and receive love ourselves. That if we don't, if we're not vulnerable, if we're not, willing to open up ourselves and take that risk that we won't experience. And so my encouragement to everyone listening is just being willing to open up your hands and your heart, wherever that is in your situation, that loving is risking, but it's worth the risk. And that when we can wholeheartedly love people and savor the here and now, all we have is today. All mm-hmm. we're guaranteed is today. And I don't want to look back at the end of my life or in 10 years from now or in two days from now and be like, I wish I hadn't held back. I wish I had just completely and wholeheartedly loved with with abandon, like lavishly loved because that's how much God has loved us. That's how God has loved us. And I want to be that example of love to others. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com.